Well, I think if you're running with a mask and you're just breathing like you normally would, the general feeling is it's probably six feet is reasonable. I think if you sneeze or cough or something like that, you can obviously expel saliva much further than that. And so that's where it's helpful to have some type of bandana or buff or something just to capture that. And then I can't run with a mask on. I just can't breathe. Welcome to the Feel Good Running Podcast, where our goal is to keep you motivated, inspired, and energized. As a runner, or perhaps you are looking for the right motivation to become one, you've definitely found the right place. We share inspirational stories from real runners, motivating running-related information, and much more to help you feel good about your running. And now your host and a longtime Feel Good Runner himself, Jim Lynch. Well, hello, runners. How are you? I hope you're all doing okay. My name is Jim Lynch, and this is my podcast, Feel Good Running. Welcome to it. I really do hope everybody's doing good with this uh, quarantine situation that we're in with COVID-19. I'll tell you what, we are several weeks into this thing now, and uh, it has completely changed our way of life for now and uh, probably into the into the distant future. You know, with several of us, we have more time on our hands and we're being constantly pumped with more content. Doesn't matter what type of content, whether you're watching TV, listening to podcasts, looking at the internet, listening to the news, we are just getting absolutely overloaded with content. And maybe it's because we have more time on our hands and we're looking at more things and listening to more things. I really don't know. And I'm noticing more and more people are getting irritated out there. They're getting frustrated and getting very tired of being quarantined. But let's dial it down a little bit. And remember, we need to stay focused on the fact that we have to thank the people on the front lines. We need to thank the doctors and the nurses and the medical professionals out there. They are working day and night to save people, but they also are seeing people pass away. I can't imagine how hard that must be and how much that weighs on them. But they're out there. They're doing it and saving lives. We need to thank the firemen and the policemen that are out there on the front lines. We need to thank the grocery workers and all those people that have to go to work because they have no other choice but are lucky enough to have a job right now and haven't lost their job. Thank you to all of you. And sadly, there's been deaths of these people, and it just hurts to hear that somebody on the front line that's trying to take care of us has died. And you know what? Sometimes I sit back and I think, well, maybe I should be doing more. But what I'm supposed to be doing is what most of us are supposed to be doing, and that's stay home. Stay home. Don't unnecessarily go out unless you absolutely need to. That's really a big part of this. And who knows how long it's going to last. I know there's restrictions that are going to be loosened here soon. Some states already have reduced some of the restrictions. It's going into phases. I live in Colorado. We are still under our stay-at-home orders until May 8th. And what that's going to look like after May 8th probably is going to be a lot different. Now, as I mentioned in the last episode, us as runners are really, we really are fortunate to be attached to a sport that continues to allow us freedom to go outside and exercise. I'm so thankful for that. I personally have run more miles in the last month than actually any month that I can remember 
I guess in uh, probably the last year or two. But even with the freedom to run outdoors, I think we all still need to take necessary precautions. And that brings up the subject of this episode. Should you or should you not wear a mask while running? Now, I want to tell you, I'll be right up front, I do not wear a mask. I do not wear a mask when I run. But I am courteous out there. I will go out of my way to avoid people. That means running way outside the parameter if I'm passing somebody. And I will pull up my shirt over my face if I am around a cluster of people. But I do make a very conscious effort to run at times when people aren't around or on less congested routes. So it minimizes the amount of people that I could potentially come in contact with. I would say my personal observation out there when I run is that probably 75% people do not wear a mask. These are runners. Walkers, a lot of walkers wear a mask here in Denver. And I would say about 25% of the runners that I see out there are wearing some sort of buff or mask when they run. I notice a lot of bikers wearing masks. But that said, there's been a handful of articles written about this subject and the opinions that slightly vary, but generally come to a basic consensus. So I reached out to a handful of runners to get their opinions and if they wear a mask or not when they go out for a run. And you will hear their opinions throughout this episode. But I did reach out to three highly professional individuals to get their thoughts on this subject. Taisha Kushner is a current PhD candidate in the BioFrontiers Institute Interdispensary Quantitative Biology Program and Department of Computer Science at CU Boulder. Taisha is one of the scientists on the Federation of American Scientists COVID-19 Ask a Scientist team. She is a avid runner and a Wasella Volley teammate. Now, what's really interesting about Taisha is she recently published an outstanding article titled Running and the Science Behind Mask Wearing. And I had the wonderful opportunity to talk to her. And by the way, you can check out that article and other links at feelgoodrunning.com and the show notes, feelgoodrunning.com. And Dr. Christopher Segler is a sports and medicine podiatrist. He hosts a very popular podcast called Doc on the Run, which is a podcast for injured runners. He is a marathon runner and a 14-time Ironman finisher. So he's definitely got some experience under his belt. And I got to tell you that I am going to be a guest on an upcoming episode of his podcast, Doc on the Run. And in the next few months, I'm going to have him right here on an upcoming episode of Feel Good Running. And then we have coach David Manthe, who is the owner and head coach of the Denver-based running training group, Runner's Edge of the Rockies, since 2003, which I personally have been involved with. He also created the Bear Chase Trail Race Series here in Denver, which is now in its 10th year. He is an accomplished distance runner, having completed 11 marathons, 14 ultramarathons, and several 100 milers, including the Leadville Trail 100. So that gives you a little taste of what you're going to hear. Now, keep in mind, all of what you're going to hear is opinions, some based in facts and science, as with Taisha Kushner. But the bottom line is, it is your personal decision if you want to wear a mask or not while running. And some people believe that it's necessary, and some people believe that it's not. 
It's entirely up to you. But I think after you hear the opinions and viewpoints of the people that you're about to hear from, it'll give you a better idea on the necessity of wearing a mask when you run. And of course, it's going to give you a tremendous amount of information so you can make your own personal decision if you haven't already. So there are links included in the show notes if you want to research this after you listen to the episode. You can get that at feelgoodrunning.com. That's feelgoodrunning.com. All right, let's move on with this very, very important topic for runners. Most of the time since we've been, I guess, kind of on lockdown or had the stay-at-home orders and I've been out running, I, I do always run solo, first of all, since we have had the stay-at-home order. Um, but yeah, most all of the time I have not worn a mask or any kind of buff, um, but I've definitely steered way clear of any other runners or walkers. That said, this weekend I did wear a buff when I went out for my longer run and when I passed people, I tended to pull it up and then pull it back down. So um, I'm not wearing a mask per se when I'm running, but I do vacillate back and forth between, you know, like I said, I wore the buff for the first time this weekend and then not wearing one. Most of the time when I run, I'm a really early morning runner, so I don't tend to run into very many people. And this weekend, one of the reasons that I did put the buff on was because I was out running at a much more popular time, a later time in the day. So I knew I would run across people. Taisha Kushner is a scientist who published an article in April titled Running and the Science Behind Mask Wearing, which really dives into the topic of the need to wear a mask while running. Taisha is one of the scientists on the Federation of American Scientists COVID-19 Ask a Scientist team, and she works at the University of Colorado in Boulder. She is also a Wassell Volley teammate. Wassell is a women's apparel company by and for women athletes based in Seattle, and the Volley is a global community made up of women with diverse running backgrounds and different goals making a difference globally. Well, welcome, Taisha. Thank you for coming on, and how are you doing today? I'm doing well, and thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I think out of looking at all of the articles and talking to people in the running community, your article really locks in uh, not only your your final interpretation of wearing a mask while running, but uh, also gives the science behind it. And the comment that you mentioned in there was the short answer about masks and running. Uh, your best option is to run outside alone while keeping at least six feet away from others. Mask not necessary. Can you tell me a little bit about your article, how you came to that conclusion and and some of the facts behind it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the article kind of starts out with that as the kind of short version and then goes into uh, longer explanations behind what we know about the science, behind how the disease is currently being spread, um, both on like surface contact, air transmission, things like that. And then goes into what do we know about effectiveness of masks and cloth masks in particular, since that's what we have. Um, to use as the general public. Um, 
and then combining essentially all of these studies that have been done on both the side of masks and the side of spread to kind of come to the conclusion that the best thing you can do to avoid uh, transmission to other people and you catching anything um, is to keep at least a six foot distance between uh, between you and anyone that you're passing. Uh, definitely the further you are, the better. And then um, that if you're doing that, you don't need a mask. And then there's also a couple of pointers on how to properly wear a mask if you do and um, a little bit on viral loading, since I think that's very important. Some things in your article that I found quite interesting um, and pointed out was you talked about prolonged running and running behind or downwind of others should be avoided. What did you mean by prolonged running? Yeah, so um, kind of at the end of the article, there's a bit on uh, a link to a second article by two virologists, um, Dr. Rabinowitz and Bartman, and they talk about how the more of a virus you have, the more dangerous it becomes, just like any sort of poison. Um, And that's going to come into play as well if you're constantly running six feet behind someone, you're increasing the likelihood that you could be getting. If there are any particles like spread through aerosols, you're increasing the likelihood that that could be coming into you. Uh, So that kind of risk is growing. I think Dr. Fauci mentioned the fact that, you know, there could be somebody that is not they may be, they may have the virus, but they are not showing any symptoms. And if they're a runner, that that could be airborne. And that's probably a reason why not to run downwind of other runners if you're close to them, or at least stay a, a pretty decent distance behind them, right? Yeah. I mean, like if you're just passing by, it's the risk is incredibly low, um, even if it is some sort of uh, airborne transmission happening the likelihood that any of those particles have enough virus to cause an infection to you is very, very low. So it should not be a concern with people who get like um, passed by runners, like passing each other on the trails. But if you're, you know, spending like an hour running like a foot behind somebody, that's going to be a higher risk. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that too often, even out here in, in Denver. Um, most people are pretty you know, pretty conscious of, of staying their distance. Uh, you know, on the weekends, there's more people out there, walkers and all that, and a lot of them are wearing masks. But also a buff. A lot of, a lot of runners are wearing buffs. Now, the, the biggest uh, comment that I got when I reached out to some of the runners was, wearing a mask or a buff, you can't breathe when you're running. It's very, very mm-hmm. hard to breathe. But a lot of them will be courteous to other people as they're passing and they'll pull up their buff. And it might be more of a psych- psychological safety factor for other people to feel a bit more comfortable. What's your opinion on wearing a buff? And and I know you kind of downplayed it, did not to give it a false sense of security in your article. Yeah, for sure. That's been my biggest thing. I've seen it happening around Boulder, at least, that people like pulling these masks up when others come by feel that they don't need to leave as much distance between them and you because the mask is providing a barrier. Uh, When in reality, if your concern is this aerosol spread, um, every study has pointed to cloth masks having zero efficacy on reducing these aerosols. Uh, So that and then uh, something like a buff is going to be even more breathable. And so the more breathable the fabric, the less it's preventing any sort of spread. 
the buffs are, if you want to do that out of courtesy, um, it's fine. I would caution people anytime you're touching a mask and then pulling it on your face, that's the same as kind of like constantly touching your face. Um, so you could be increasing the likelihood that you are getting any sort of like virus spread, especially if you the light post or even you know like kicked up anything from the dirt to your hands. So I don't advocate for that option too much. Um, you have a coupled. you have yeah you have also um, a link in your article that it's a guide on material effectiveness when selecting a fabric if you are going to wear a buff too. Yeah, and that's more for like you know, going into the grocery store, going into another place where you can't really give people that distance. And there's a lot of surfaces that if you're coughing, you might cough a larger droplet onto a surface. That's going to be like what the masks will help prevent. It was very interesting, first of all. And I I uh, ask any listener out there, there's a link to the article in the show notes of feelgoodrunning.com. But there was two things in here that really stood out. I was really amazed at the time period that the virus particles be, could be detected on different items like plastic or steel or cardboard. And then the other thing that really was amazing to me was the amount of hours that a virus can stay in the air. It's detected in the air. And I think you mentioned in there it was around three hours. Now, is that uh, three hours of it could potentially uh, infect you if you were out in the air? Or is it just really small particles? Uh, no. So that's just that study. The aerosol one is they sprayed a very concentrated amount of the virus into like a small enclosed box. So there's like no air circulation or anything like that. And then on top of that, they rotated the box. So you're not letting particles kind of fall to the ground naturally because you're um, inducing this kind of turbulence. So that's very, very different from the conditions that you encounter outdoors where we're clearly not in like a small enclosed box. We're in like a big globe <laughs> right? Um, with a lot of wind and turbulence that's moving any sort of particles around and then you also have like you know the effects of gravity of like pulling down the big particles so that both of these kind of um, surface viability studies they found that the virus was present but how much and if that could actually cause an infection in somebody was not studied if it was enough to actually cause an infection yeah there there was a there was this viral, I don't know if it was a study or whatever, and I'm sure that it's come across your desk, the Belgium, Belgian-Dutch study that mentioned that uh, the writer suggested a 30-foot distance instead of six-foot, but a lot of that has been debunked. Have you seen that article? Yeah, um, that was a researcher named like Bert Blocken um, out of Belgium, and it was a model that kind of made a lot of approximations and modeled how um, somebody coughing or breathing while running, what are those particles looking like? Um, so I think what's important to note there is that there hasn't been a paper on it. It was kind of, they talked to a Dutch media outlet. It was like a newspaper and that got picked up by a medium blog post, which translated it into English. And then that blog post is what's being shared around. And there hasn't been any documentation of um, what, how did they make this model? What were the assumptions? Is it anything in here like even valid, right? You can make computer simulations of anything that you want, but the likelihood that it matches reality is 
um, unknown. Um, so I would bet the researcher himself has been out on social media saying that it's being misinterpreted. And all he said was that if you're running 1.5 meters behind somebody, so that's about five feet um, that's the distance you should keep. Well, I guess for everybody out there, don't take a lot of creed into that article if if you really took that to heart, right? Yeah, for sure. And then like the main thing with any of these kind of particle simulation articles that you want to keep in mind is that um, first, they take a lot of assumptions in. It's not necessarily the case that those hold. So often they assume like no wind or no air circulation. And on top of that, even if there are particles, it's not telling you about what your risk of getting an infection is uh, because getting an infection is more than just the presence of some molecule, like air particle. You have to have like a viable virus in there. You have to have enough virus to cause infection. And um, I think they're kind of being interpreted as all of these particles are these dangerous to attack you. Reality, the particles in these simulations are probably benign. Some might have parts of RNA, but maybe not a viable virus. Maybe some have viable virus. You should view that as like, oh, this cloud is spreading, but it's not necessarily meaning that if I walk in this cloud, I'm going to be sick. Right, exactly. You know, I don't know, did you have a chance or did it come across your desk? You're probably studying everything about running, but NPR mm-hmm. had a, on uh, All Things Considered, they had a little segment on running with a mask. And if you went to the NPR site, there was also an article that uh, was available. And Michael Caparasso is the president and CEO of the New York Roadrunners. He said he's been encouraging his group to take it easy, don't push yourself, try to run more indoors than outdoors, and take more days off. Um, said, right now, it's okay, we can all run another day. Now, I know being from New York, it's probably a different story because they've been hit so hard with COVID-19. What do you think about that? And do you think it's necessary that runners in other areas of the country should do the same? I mean, I think it's just kind of whatever is best for yourself at that time. Like you shouldn't be super worried about keeping your miles up if you're feeling like stressed out. But I personally think it's like really nice and de-stressing to go running. And there's also been a recent study by... Um, a professor out of the University of Virginia showing that um, even a single session of aerobic exercise increases the production of um, an enzyme called extracellular superoxide dismutase, uh, which helps decrease your risk of one of the major complications with COVID-19, which is the acute respiratory disorder. So given this one, I would say, you know, working out, keeping running, keeping doing your aerobic exercise while staying away from other people might be quite beneficial. And there are historically been a lot of other studies showing like the health benefits to your immune system from working out and like staying active. So I, agree I would probably suggest people <laughs> keep it up. I agree with you. And I was so, so happy to be, you know, our sport and running is one where we can go out solo and we can keep our exercise up and it's not a team sport. So that uh, we don't have to worry about, you know, being around other people if we don't want to be. So I, I have not changed my running at all or my mileage. I actually increased my mileage because I have, you know, all of us have a little bit more time mm-hmm. now. 
And uh, I personally, this is my own personal way I do it. I don't wear a mask when I run and uh, I don't wear a buff either. I just, when I'm very respectful to people when I pass them, I go way out of my way distant to distance myself from them. So I think, I think you're spot on with what, what you're talking about, you know, and I hope other people take that to creed. Could you, could you tell me one thing before we close this out is mm-hmm. uh, in there, you, you've got your do's and don'ts about mask wearing. Could you kind of give a couple of do's when you wear a mask and don'ts? Because a lot of, most of us that are runners, when we go out in public to a grocery store or whatever, we do wear masks. And what, what, what is your do's and don'ts? Yeah, I think the main thing is that you want to think about it as just being like part of your face, put it on when your hands are clean, make sure it's covering your nose and your mouth. Uh, the buff pulled up higher is much better than like kind of the bandit bandana method because that has a lot of airflow through the side. Um, and then just don't touch it. Like, don't pull it up and down. Don't. All of those touches are just going to increase your chance that you are transferring something from your hands to your face. It's almost like touching your face, right? Yeah, it's the exact same thing. Well, the last thing, uh, one, the final thing that you said in here, which I think is is right on in your article, was uh, you should not waste too much of your energy on fearing running outside. And then you said, however, if you are a high risk or around those that are high risk, take all precautions. Yeah. I mean, I think if you are someone who's like very concerned that you're in a high risk category, definitely avoid going on crowded trails. If there are crowded trails near you, kind of like, you know, don't put yourself in situations where you think um, you're going to be at a higher risk of running into people in close proximity. But well, even if you're in that category, you can go for walks like yeah. alone on your street. I see a lot of people walking and running. It's, 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 it's nice. You got to get outside. You can't stay in, inside and have cabin fever. That's not good. I think mentally, physically, or any other way, just get outside, get a little bit of fresh air. Yeah, for sure. Well, Taisha, I so much appreciate you coming on and giving your views and points. And your article is very, very well written and very informative and very necessary for the running world. And I hope a lot of people will go to the show notes and take a look at it and and the other links that we have in there. So um, keep on running. You be safe and healthy. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, I think when I originally spoke with you, I said that I do wear a mask uh, while running. And now that I'm hearing like the clarification around a mask versus like a buff. And so when I said I wear a mask, I actually wear a buff and I fold it over twice um, to thicken the material uh, and I wear it around my neck when I'm on a run, I try to, I'm running solo right now. I really miss my running friends. And I try to pull that buff um, up around my face if I hear someone coming behind me or if I see people um, in the distance. Uh, I, and the reason why I'm wearing a buff instead of a mask is because I ordered masks um, about a month ago, but they haven't arrived yet. And I've also recently ordered um, some cloth masks. So hopefully when my masks get here i'll try those out instead but in the meantime i'm wearing a buff because that's what i have 
And it's, I think when you're, when you're really running hard, it's, uh, it's hard to breathe with the buff too. And on Saturday I went for a long run and it started to get warm and the buff was getting on my nerves, but I, I kept it on around my neck, uh, just in case I saw people. Um, and I, I think that I'm not really worried about myself being sick, but I think it's a, it's a courtesy and it's when you're sharing, when you're literally sharing space and air with other people, um, that air and space is for everyone. And so I think that it's a courtesy to the other runners and cyclists and trail goers, uh, that you, that you cover your face, even if you're six feet or more away. I think that if you can see them and they can hear you talking, then you should, you should probably cover your face just, just out of courtesy and, and safety as a, as a precaution. Coach David Manthe is based in Denver, Colorado, and is the owner and head coach of Runner's Edge of the Rockies, which he started 17 years ago in 2003. Runner's Edge has helped over a thousand people achieve their running goals. And David also created and is the race director of the successful Bear Chase Race Series in Colorado that is now in its 10th year. So welcome, David. Uh, you know, this pandemic has changed our way of life for now, but the bright spot for runners is we can still get out there and run. And, you know, we we still need to be cautious and courteous while running past people. And, you know, this debate of should runners wear a mask or not has been thrown around over a month now. So being as involved as you are in the running community in Denver, what is your opinion of the need to wear a mask while running? Oh, this is a very touchy and sensitive subject. Um, thanks, Jim. I, uh, I I personally think that we absolutely need to uh, be respectful of others. I think that's the, the number one most important thing. Um, regardless of what you believe personally, um, I do think that if you are planning a run that, say, happens to be going down a crowded bike path or happens to be going around a crowded city park, um, that you're going so with the mindset of also being sensitive of others. Now, granted, if they're out there in, in the park or on that bike path and you're passing people like you're in, a, in the middle of a conga line, um, they're probably not as worried as maybe other people are. And so if, if I would say this, if you're, if you're someone who's certainly very concerned and sensitive about passing the virus, that you um, make that choice to run, uh, be disciplined and be responsible about the times when you run. So, you know, run early in the morning, first thing in the morning, or run later in the evening when there are fewer people out. Um, if, you, if you're if you a lunchtime runner and you get out and there's a lot of people, then try to pick a pick a route or an area where you know you can easily avoid people and uh, or at least give wide berth and maintain that six-foot, um, you know, social distancing space or even a little bit more. Um, I would also say, too, as far as running with a mask or a buff, I mean, that's certainly a personal preference. Um, CDC has suggested that you run with a mask. I know for me, I I actually have difficulty running with a mask under normal conditions. And generally during my, my ultras, if it's like a really dusty or dirty, you know, part of the trail or on a dirt road, then I'll wear one. Uh, or if it's too cold, I'll wear one. But outside of that, I really don't like doing the majority of my runs with, with a mask. And so because of that, um, I'll choose to kind of run at times when it's a little bit better and I'm not going to see more people out there. But I also think in terms of creating that comfort, if you're running on a, on a trail, uh, if there's not as much room to pass, 
or, you're, or if you're in a park, having a buff that you could easily flip up around your face is certainly going to help someone else feel a little bit more comfortable. Maybe they're passing you and they've got a mask on and you know, maybe you're not as concerned about it, but if you take that buff and flip it up over your nose as they're approaching, it certainly can't help but to make them feel a little bit more um, a little bit more comfortable and confident as well. So, I mean, it's, it's all a matter of personal preference at this point, um, but that's just, that's probably what I would recommend. I agree with you, David. I personally don't wear a mask, but I do make it a point when I'm going past somebody to overextend the distance between us. And most of the time I'm running by myself at off hours anyway, so I don't really run into too many people out there. Yeah, I, I, I think that totally makes sense. I mean, I mean, the, the reality is, are you going to be more or less at risk of contracting this thing when you're out for a run versus, say, running the gauntlet at your grocery store um, or at the drugstore or something like that? I mean, absolutely. The risk of contagion is much, much, much greater when you're in an enclosed space. You're seeing dozens of people at the grocery store, even when you're keeping social distancing in place versus being outside. Um, you know, you're out in the open, fresh air. Uh, there's even the slightest amount of breeze is going to this help, help disperse any sort of, you know, particulate that you're exhaling. Um, you know, you've got freedom of movement. You can get further away from people as you pass them. So um, I, I still think that people need to get outside, get some fresh air, get some vitamin D. It's good for, it's, it's obviously good for your, our physical health, um, running and working out regularly helps to boost the immune system. But on top of that, it's just so important for, you know, our psychological and emotional health as well. I agree with you a thousand percent. I, I have to get out there. We go nuts inside our houses. We're lucky with our sport, man, because we can go out there and we can do this. But other other sports like organized team sports can't do anything. So you have to you have to fend for yourself. And we're very lucky we have running to be able to do that. A hundred percent lucky that it's not, I'd say, a non-contact sport, right? Non-contact sport in most cases. <laughs> Yeah, in most cases. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, bro. We got to get you on uh, to talk about your your bear chase series and and uh, you know how how that all started back. Uh, I think I even was helping you back then uh, choosing your logo, at least giving my opinion. Absolutely. (laughs) Back in, uh, back when we, when we launched everything back in 2010, I I specifically, I specifically remember some, some, uh, runs that you and I did together when we were out scouting, scouting the potential course. Exactly. Uh, so much fun. Anyways, thanks a lot for your opinion. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Jim. Thanks so much for doing this and getting the word out. I... Out running, no, I don't. I don't wear a mask. I couldn't imagine trying to run and breathe through something like that. But when we, like, when I go out and like do just like normal activities, I got to go to the hardware store or whatever. Um, I'll, you know, put it on before I go into the into the place. Um, and I think it's good. I think people should wear them when they're, you know, out in public and stuff like that. Exercising seems like that would be. A, a, a tough time to wear one. I've seen cyclists even wearing them, and I'm like, it just doesn't seem comfortable. And like for me as a runner, I don't. I usually try and find you know routes that aren't populated and stuff. And um, if I do see people, even before all this, I would give them like a wide berth anyway. So I mean, for me, it doesn't you know seem like a a huge deal. 
I actually found that I felt better if I passed another runner or a walker or especially a cyclist and they were running some sort of mask or they were wearing some sort of mask or some sort of buff up, you know, covering their face. So I can definitely see how even just psychologically it would make you feel like, you know, it, it did make me feel a little bit better. I don't want to take any chances. So I felt better when, when both of us had our mask or our buffs up over our faces. Dr. Christopher Segler is my final guest. He is a sports medicine podiatrist and hosts the very popular podcast, Doc on the Run, which is a podcast for injured runners. Dr. Segler is an accomplished marathon runner and a 14-time Ironman finisher. So him being a runner, I think up in the Northern California area and out there running during this pandemic, I was very interested in his opinion. And I will be a guest on his podcast in the near future. And I definitely plan to have him on mine in the next few months. So if you are a runner and experiencing some type of uh, foot or ankle injury, please check out his website and take a listen to his popular podcast. You might find something on there that could help out what you're going through. And you can find it at DocOnTheRun.com. That's his website. And I also have a link to it in the show notes at FeelGoodRunning.com. Well, thank you, Dr. Segler, for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Many of us are running during this pandemic, and because we have so much time, we're probably putting in more miles than normal. And there's been numerous discussions and opinions if it's necessary for runners to wear a mask or buff while out running. And taking off your doctor hat for a bit, Dr. Segler, I really value your opinion on this subject, being an accomplished runner and Ironman and so involved with running. So, Chris, uh, thanks again for coming on and um, really want to know, what, what are your thoughts on, on this subject? Okay, good question. So I, I'll tell you, to preface this, I am a uh, you know foot and ankle guy, a sports medicine podiatrist, foot surgeon, all that sort of stuff, but I'm not an infectious disease doctor. I'm not an internal medicine doctor. So you know I can't really speak specifically to how communicable the disease is. All I know is I read the stuff that I read. We take the information that we get. Some of it is incomplete, and then we have to make a decision for ourselves. So speaking for me personally, uh, I am running. And I'm not running with a mask. And I'll tell you why. The first thing is that uh, I find masks to be uncomfortable. uh, And probably everyone who's wearing a mask at any time right now is uncomfortable, which is why so many of the people I see when I'm out running, they actually wear a mask when somebody gets near them. Like when they see someone approaching, they'll put on their mask. Or I see people in their cars and they're driving with their mask around their neck or their forehead, you know, like a a blunt unicorn. Um, And obviously it's not helpful in those circumstances. It's only helpful if you're you're wearing it. I do believe in being protected against the virus for lots of reasons. Uh, I get gas from my car with a mask and gloves. Uh, I've worn a mask into the grocery store for the past month or so, yet I don't run with a mask. And that sounds a little... Um, probably counter, you know, to just isn't really isn't congruent, I suppose. But here are my two reasons why I don't run with the mask. First, you know, if the mask is effective enough to filter viral particles, the mask will be uncomfortable and even more uncomfortable when exercising. Second, the masks may give us a false sense of security because no one really and truly knows how effective the masks are and all that sort of stuff. And I have done a, a couple of very short Doc on the Run podcast episodes addressing, number one, the importance of social distancing for runners, 
know, how we shouldn't run in big groups and we, even if they are our friends and also why I actually suspect the six foot rule is likely inadequate for runners. Now, interestingly, all of the nearby jogging paths, bicycle paths, trails, whatever, uh, I usually run in the afternoon when it's hot and those trails are usually truly devoid of people exercising in the afternoons, but now they're vastly overcrowded with all these people who aren't at work and are really bored sitting in their homes. And you cannot exercise on those trails and stay six feet away from others, much less a more generous distance. So I think most runners like us have three choices. Number one, don't run. Number two, run on a treadmill at home. Or number three, run where you can realistically expect to avoid people. So I'm lucky enough to have some nearby open space preserves. And in large part, those spaces are actually open enough that you can quite literally pick and choose your path. If you see another person uh, on a hillside, on one of the ridges or some other trail off in the distance. Uh, so that brings me to this idea of a false sense of security. Now, we in our home here, we have N95 masks. We're, we're doctors, and it's not because we're doctors, but because we purchased a case of those masks back when all the California wildfires were happening. So when those were, were available, we got a case of them. So we're set with that. But because I work in healthcare, I know that an actual fit test is an essential determinant of how effective the mask actually is. So if you suspect that you have uh, contracted the virus and you want to go get tested, no one is going to be permitted to test you in a doctor's office unless they've actually been given what's called a fit test and they passed that fit test. And if you do not uh, get a fit testing or you do not pass a fit test, you may actually not really be protected very effectively at all from the contamination or uh, becoming at risk of contracting the virus. So first of all, I bet the overwhelming majority of people that we see out on trails have not been fit tested at all, and they didn't know that was a thing. Furthermore, the six-foot rule has been put forth you know, as this sort of number that we can follow that's supposed to be a safe distance, but we don't have actual proof or verifiable assurances that those distances are sufficient. And when people are breathing harder, like when they're running, when they're moving fast, it just sort of stands to reason that the runner's breath and the moisture in our lungs and any potential viral particles that are being aerosolized and spewed out into the atmosphere are done so with greater force because the running, you know, causes us to breathe harder and the runner is actually moving along in a faster pace. It seems like that six foot distance may be completely irrelevant in that unique scenario in which we, of course, as runners find ourselves. So no. I prefer to run scared, and it may be the equivalent of climbing without a rope, but it certainly reminds me to keep my distance and to just hold on until all of this passes. So that's kind of my reasoning behind it. Uh, that's the approach that I'm taking. Again, that's just those are my thoughts. It's not backed by some kind of specific study that I've read. It's just I know there's a lot of uncertainty about it, and I prefer to just keep my distance. And when I go in a grocery store, I wear a mask. When I go out on the trails, I stay away from people. I'm the same as you. I wear a mask when I go to the grocery stores or in public, uh, into public places with other people. But I, I agree with you. And my rule of thumb basically when I'm out and running is just to run solo and try to go on the least path of populated people. And I think that's mm -hmm. probably the best thing to do now. And, you know, I, I agree with you a thousand percent on what you just said. All right. All right. Well, that's my two cents worth. But um, yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on the uh, show today. For sure. The, the quick episode. Sure. Appreciate it, doctor. Be talking to you soon. Okay, Jim. Have a good one. Okay. Okay. 
So runners, I hope that gives you a little more information if you're still undecided if you should or should not wear a mask when you run. Remember, what you heard is some science and opinions, and it's up to you to make your own decision based on how you feel and what you strongly believe. Since speaking with all of our guests and runners, I've noticed when I'm out running here in Denver, more runners are wearing a mask or buff. And I'm not sure why that is. It might be because we're in a bigger city or people are just being respectful to other runners and walkers. Personally, I am a friendly runner and I make it a point to wave or say hi as I pass someone. But more recently, I noticed that as I pass a runner coming in the other direction, they will not respond or even acknowledge me. And many times they'll turn their head away. You know, I get it, but hope this is not going to be the permanent new normal. I know I said throughout this podcast that I do not wear a mask or buff. But recently, based on what I just mentioned, I've been feeling pretty guilty about not wearing a buff, and so now I started. And this is out of respect and courtesy for others. I do wear the buff around my neck, and I will pull it up over my mouth and nose as I approach runners or walkers, but we'll pull it back down once I safely pass them. So circling back to the very beginning of this podcast, I said the topic was, should you or should you not wear a mask while running? I hope the information in this podcast may give you a different look at it, or maybe you're comfortable with what you're doing now. But always remember, the choice is yours. Here is a running quote to keep you inspired and feeling good. Well, runners, no doubt every one of us have watched the world and our lives change almost instantaneously over the past few months. Seriously, it is hard to wrap our heads around it, but we are all going through this together. And at some point, we will get back to some sort of normal. So the quote I picked has no author that I could find, but I love this quote. Being quarantined for seven weeks, I think we will all relate. It goes like this. You're allowed to scream. You're allowed to cry, but don't give up. Let me read that one more time. You're allowed to scream. You're allowed to cry, but don't give up. I'm sure all of us wanted to scream and cry at some point, but please, please don't give up. People need you and we are runners and we don't give up no matter what. I would like to thank my guests, Taisha Kushner, Coach David Manthe, and Dr. Christopher Segler for coming on this episode. And be sure to go to the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. You can get Taisha's article and also so many other links that have something to do with masks while running. And I would also like to thank my very special running friends for sharing their opinions. I appreciate you all. I really do. Thank you. So runners, I'd like to ask a favor. Please share this podcast with your running friends and on social media. You know, that Facebook thing, Instagram, Twitter, you know, those things. And if you get this podcast through Apple Podcasts, a good rating would be appreciated. It helps the show to grow so more people know. Okay, got it? All right. Well, please be safe. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And let's get through this thing together healthy. And please be respectful to other runners. And remember to always, always feel good about your running. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and spread the feel good running vibe around you. 
Head over to feelgoodrunning.com to access all the links and resources mentioned on the show. Until next time, keep motivated, keep focused, and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good.